Welcome, everybody, to the Robert, John, and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. Hi, I'm Parker. I'm Andrew. I'm Robert. And I'm Warren. And this is episode number 87 with our very special guest, Mr. Parker Macy. And we didn't even bother letting him uh, enjoy all of the uh, cheese and olives and fancy fancies backstage um, today. Parker, we love you, man. Uh, Parker runs Cream Tangerine Records uh, here in Costa Mesa, uh, Orange County, and uh, is helping helps us out with uh, order fulfillment and getting us vinyl and all the all the good things that if uh, you ordered something as like a vinyl from our store it probably came from parker and cream tangerine so welcome parker thanks brother he's also a supervisor of all of our merchandise needs yes i know i've talked to parker multiple times and said hey how should we do this what should we do and parker says this is how you should do it and then we do it i love that thanks for taking my advice it's a big. It, <laughs> let's let's give a round for Parker. Yeah. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. All right. Does that mean we we're supposed to like kiss at the wedding? <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right, Parker. Which way is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry for you two down here. <laughs> If you can't see us, we're trying to kiss on StreamYard right now. It's probably really entertaining. Steve might cut some of this out, but <laughs> no, it's, no, it's all going to be left in. We'll just let the listeners be confused. Perfect. Yeah, we're all great kissers. That's for you, Facebook. That's for you. And wait, Parker, how how have you been, man? How was how was your week and weekend? And what are you up to these days? It was good. I got to hang out with a couple of you guys. Actually, I think I got to see all of you in the last week, which was nice. Um, Maybe a week and a day, but uh, it was cool. I got to see Warren today. Yeah, he came over to, came over to pick up shipping boxes, and uh, and then we all kissed on Streamyard. So it was fun. It was a good <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, fun. That was awesome. And your stairs are redone. It was weird stair, walking up your you stairs. You no longer have to watch your step going up. Wow. Wait, Wait, hold on. Sure. But. Uh, you yeah. got your stairs redone? My stairs have been the bane of my existence for a long time. Uh, I've almost have, died multiple times. I know. They are. Ho- they were horrible. Now they are normal stairs. You could walk on them, and you wouldn't even have to <laughs> you know, write it in your diary. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> it, was, it was always funny. Uh, with, with these stairs, um, the way that they used to be, I'm, I'm glad that they got redone. Uh, yes, sir. But... You always end up, like whenever I came over, I always feel like I was already drunk just by the time I was walking <laughs> up the stairs, yeah. and it was before I was drinking anything, you know. Sure. Well, yeah. And on the on the walk down to the Uber, you're like, oh, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not driving. Yeah, great decision not to drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine carrying like you know, a couple boxes of records up and down them every day. I feel like I've I've spent a few of my nine lives, and I'm happy that it's fixed. Very interesting, I'm sure, for all your listeners. Who stares? <laughs> oh, Joe, uh, Joe Kramer asked, uh, where's Henry? Henry is uh, rehearsing right now for his, uh, uh, his band show. Uh, his band, King Tree and the Earth Mothers, is playing this Wednesday night at the Wayfair here in Costa Mesa. And uh, he's got an, a new lineup of uh, some musicians in that project, so they're putting that together 
for uh, his band's first live show in front of real people since uh, all the craziness began. So we miss him, and he sends his best. And, uh, and yeah, if you're in the area, go check him out at 8 o'clock uh, Pacific time here in Costa Mesa at the Wayfair. It'll be fun. It'll be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Andrew, how was your so, week, man? My week was good. What did I do? I can't even remember. We've been working on a lot of this record stuff, so I've been doing a lot of editing for that. And uh, it's been a doozy because it always happens. Steve's done a lot of editing before this, and I feel like I'm the final pass at the baton. But um, we probably tracked everything maybe a week ago or so. And so we've been doing a lot of like vocal tracking and stuff in the past couple weeks, just all the finishing touches. I did percussion for the record on Thursday, which is pretty fun. Uh, I don't know if this is going to make it to the record or not, but we use this thing called, I can't remember, crap. It looks like a, uh, it almost looks like a penis enlargement pump from Austin Powers. <laughs> it's like, it's like a tube shape with like a, str- a spring on the end of it. I don't know if it's called like a thunder drum or something like that, but you kind of shake it like, like this. A great name for a penis pump. And it makes it sound <laughs> like thunder. Um that's awesome. Wait, I have a question for you. So, have you ever used that before? Because I feel like I know a, a million people who have those, but they've yeah. never actually used them. And it sits on a shelf somewhere, somewhere random in their room. And they're like, well, I have that thing that makes that thunder noise. And I got it when I was in like... That kind of thing's not my bag, though. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's cool that you were able to use it on the record, because I feel like it's not an easy thing to be like, oh, we can use it. And I feel like I know exactly what song you probably used it on. What song do you think I used it on? Am I allowed to say? Yeah, you could say it. Probably on Hurricane. Oh, no way. No <laughs> way. I didn't use it on that song. It's really funny that you said that. All right. Oh, that's Anna awesome. Maria. What is it? Yeah, we could say Anna Maria. No, no. Oh, okay. Why would I put it on those songs? You guys are crazy. I don't know. Well, it sounds like Thunder, Hurricane, maybe. When I think of like Anna a... I think of a pirate ship, and then I think of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Damn, any guesses? Uh, brother? No. I used oh, it on Movement. I used it on the bridge of Movement, oh. which oh. is like the totally like weird, psychedelic, like weird section of the record for me. Nice. And then we're talking about it like it's out or something, but... Uh, uh, well, yeah, hey, there, I, I tried it out on there. Tracks that people can, uh, you know, get ready for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our new, uh, our new pirate, pirate rock record. Pirate rock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pirate rock. This is pirate rock. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to a bunch of Elon Musk interviews lately for work, and he uh, apparently just listens to pirate shanties like. Uh, that's the kind of music he's like actually into. Really, that's interesting. And then uh, I think he was on Rogan or something like that a couple weeks ago. And then he was like, "Did you listen to those pirate shanties that I sent you?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Could you imagine like a really high profile dude like texting you and just sending you like the worst shit, and you have to be like, oh yeah, 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 I listen to it. It sounds really good. It's like, like yeah, uh, it's all pirate shanties and like you know, kids bop. That would be funny." Yeah, and then it just reminds me there's like a whole, you know, categories of music that I don't even think about, you know what I mean? <laughs> I got to say, as someone that owns a record store, I don't think I've ever thought about that as a genre. 
pirate maybe, shanties. Maybe that's what's missing. Maybe we just don't have a good shanty section. <laughs> I didn't mean, mean to tell you, man. I didn't mean to tell I you. Like, every time I, I come over, I'm just like, where's, where's your pirate shanty music? Yeah, you'd have to store it in a treasure chest, too. Like, <laughs> that's to, like, true. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, blow the seaweed off of it before you open yeah. it. Ye old shanty <laughs> section. Yeah. You, get, you get that, like, cartoony, you know, wind gust sound. Every time you open <laughs> yeah. it up, it's like, whoosh. <laughs> yeah. All right, I like that. Yeah. All you'd need is like a pirate holiday and then you could build. I feel like I, maybe it's just because we heard like flogging Molly like 19 times this weekend for no reason. But uh, I feel like if you had a pirate holiday, you could just have like a pirate band and then you just have a really big show like once a year and it probably could carry you for the rest of your career because you'd be like the only pirate shanty band that was out there you know apparently it's uh september 19th is uh international talk like a pirate day by the way so oh, yeah. it's a it's a it's a real uh real holiday great it's international <laughs> yeah. Can't it's, wait. yeah. <laughs> anyways amanda also likes to constantly remind me that i'm a terrible uncle because every time i get to see my new niece um that i forget about it <laughs> and if it makes you feel better, I forgot we played a show this weekend. So <laughs> I'm pretty in this record and doing all the editing for this dumb record right now and uh, listening to mixes and working with Jeff and stuff like that. So I, I forget pretty fast what's going on. <laughs> well, uh, Robert, what did you do this weekend? <clears throat> well, um, I played a show with all you guys, uh, minus Parker. Um, we played a show out in Murrieta at a place called The Cove, and it was uh, we, I had a great time. We, um, we, we played for about three hours and only played one cover, which was wild and felt and so no good instrumentals. to do that. And no instrumentals. Uh, yeah. And um, we, we played some stuff that I was kind of afraid to play because I haven't played it in over a year. And for some reason, my mouth just kind of worked. Um, and saying the right melodies over things. Um, and also most of the time, the right words, uh, which I was super <laughs> stoked about. Uh, I know I, I, looked, I looked at Steve once and I'm like, how does this go? I how are we do this? We and all of a sudden I just, I just looked forward and I just, it came out of my mouth and it worked and it was actually like what was supposed to be said. So that made me happy. Um, and yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I, I got to hang out with uh, Stephen Parker on Friday and drink a little bit. Um, we won't go into that though. Um, and, uh, I got to help, uh, Warren move into his new place, a very small amount, um, which was great. Warren's new place is awesome. And so Warren, week you moved in a new place. Tell us about it. I moved into a new place. Uh, so yeah, uh, we are very excited to move our stuff. I think we got approved Thursday night and by Friday, Buck moved almost everything that we had <laughs> to the place, which made me realize that I sold everything that we had before we got in here. And like, all we have is a bed. So it's a start, but we're building and, <clears throat> you know, I'm just in the, the midst of moving. So everything is thrown all over the place, but it's exciting to go out and get stuff and get settled again and get back into the swing of things. And, uh, yeah, and then we got to play a show, which was really fun. And like, uh, it it was the first show that we played. I think that we had to drive. Well, Andrew drives a lot for the shows because he's a decent away out at Orange County. But it was the first show that we had to drive a decent amount to get to 
which made it feel kind of like a like an old like or like we we're on the road in a certain sort of way. I don't know. It was kind of cool to go out. Me and Robert took the Ortega Highway and went out that way, and uh, just the drive made it feel like it was like, oh hey, this is like kind of what we do. We drive around and we play these shows, and it almost felt like you know. We were back on the road, and then the show was great. It was fun to play again. And, uh, yeah, it was just a busy weekend. And, uh, you know, I'm excited that I moved in, and I'm excited that we have more shows coming. And if you want to catch any of our shows, they are all posted online at www.robertjohnintherec.com. They're also on Bands in Town, Songkick, and Facebook. I'm not sure exactly where people track shows nowadays, but we try to post them on a bunch of stuff. You can even catch it on our Spotify page if you scroll down to the bottom or whatever. whatever. So come check us out. We have some local shows coming up. And uh, yeah, that was my week. But you know, what we did do, it sounds like a lot of us did this weekend was drink. And so... um, (laughs) What are you guys drinking today to help you get over the hangover <laughs> of this last weekend? Steve, let's start with you. Um, so I'm drinking uh, some Jam Cellars uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, it's nice. I, we did a, a couple weeks ago, we did a uh, live stream uh, for Jam Cellars, which is up in Napa, California. Um, and they sent us some wine and then a week later I did a live stream for them solo from my place and they sent me two bottles of wine and, uh, funny story. So the, the live stream that I did was, um, it was the day after I got the, uh, I got vaccinated and I I got the Johnson, Johnson and Johnson vaccine, um, and felt fine the whole day and then woke up like in the middle of the night and was just like running a fever and shivering and my immune system was, you know, fighting the good fight, um, which was great. And it wasn't really even like as bad as some of the hangovers I've had lately. Um, it was manageable <laughs> and I got to catch up on TV and stuff. So, you know, I, I just spent like six hours kind of, you know, shivering in bed um, and catching up on, uh, you know, all the shows that I don't normally have time to watch because we're working on, Things like records and all that other stuff. Um, so for the for the uh, the live stream, they sent me the uh, they they have a uh, what is it a Chardonnay? It's called Butter. Um, yeah. And I went to well because I had the vaccine and I was still feeling just like a little under the weather from being up all night. I went to CVS and picked up some Pedialyte, and I found a Pedialyte that was the exact same color as the Chardonnay. <laughs> And so I just had the bottle of the Chardonnay next to me, but because I was on you know a couple pills of Tylenol, um, I ended up just drinking Pedialyte out of a wine glass <laughs> and pretending like it was the Chardonnay. And uh, I thought I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, oh, That's I'm just awesome. a giant adult baby here, you know, like st- streaming live and playing music, you know, over the internet. It was, it was great. And then I drank that bottle a couple days later, and it was fantastic. And now I'm drinking. The other one that they sent, the Cabernet Sauvignon, and uh, it's a little sweeter than I'm used to for cabs, but um, I chilled it in the fridge, and uh, I like it a lot. It's going down smooth, and it's uh, fruity and fun, and I'll probably drink the whole bottle here in the next hour. So, 
Cheers to that. Okay. Parker, what you got? What you drinking? I've got uh, the finest IPA that 7-Eleven had to offer. It's mm. by Lagunitas. Uh, it's uh, India Pale Ale. It's about eight sixty nine for a six pack. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a little fruitier than I'm used to, but um, you know it's great. Staple, staple, California staple. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? Um, I dug in the bar for something weird tonight. Um, I am drinking a Stolen X Rock and Rye. Ooh. And it's sort of like a canned cocktail, and it looks really small. It's in this, like, small can thing, if you're on the podcast. And this is the dangerous part that I didn't see before. I don't know if you could see this at home, but it says 2.25 shots. Nice. So I think this is a devil in this little can here. (laughs) I poured it over some ice, and it's actually pretty good. Um, It tastes... It's like an old-fashioned. So... Um, yeah, it, it's pretty close to an old fashioned. Um, I like it. I approve. If you were looking to, uh, not spend a million dollars at the bar, I would take like two of these in each jacket pocket. (laughs) (laughs) And then you'd have four shots, four point, (laughs) you'd have 4.5 shots if this is correct. So yeah, it's good. Robert, what are you drinking? Well, uh, Parker was drinking the finest IPA you could find at 7-Eleven, so I'm going to drink the finest IPA I can find in Orange County. Um, it's a docent, and it's uh, it's one that they've had before, but this one is called Tiny Umbrellas, and uh, it's 5.7, so it's kind of it's almost like a session IPA, and um, it's great drinking. Uh, my favorite is Retreat or Gimme down at Docent in San Juan Capistrano, but Tiny Umbrellas is my... Uh, Post second favorite, and uh, it's just uh, it's not as um, heavy alcoholically as everything else, so it's a lot better for podcasts. Um, yeah, Tiny Umbrellas by uh, by Docent. Cheers to those guys for being the best all the time. Yeah, hell yeah. And um, Warren, what are you drinking? I am drinking something uncharacteristic for me, which is wine. Except for I don't know where the bottle went, so I don't know what it is. But I guess I forgot to mention that, that today is me and or Erica and I's one year engagement anniversary. So we did Ooh, yeah, a little dinner. I mean, we're going to do something later, but it, we're still moving in and everything's crazy. But we got a nice bottle of wine and had some Italian food for dinner. And uh, yeah, I don't remember what it is, but I'm drinking wine. I don't do it often, but I should do it more often. Do you guys both have plenty of heartache? (laughs) Why? We're not tired of drinking alone because we're drinking together. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, man. But cheers to that. Cheers to everybody. That was kind of a fun round of what everybody's drinking. I would, like, I would like to comment the fact if I keep looking over to my right, um, for you listening, I'm keep looking over to my right, uh, for you watching on Facebook, you probably see me looking over to my right. And it's because there's a tree right outside of my, um, porch that has these little fruit things on it. And I don't know what they are, but then they're, they're nothing. I can tell you what they are. And, um, 
Apparently, there's these small mammals uh, called mice or rats that like them. <laughs> and they keep running across my patio like blatantly, like, like I'm not here. Um, and it's kind of rude, in my opinion. <laughs> and um, They never break I don't ice. Know, I don't know if I should like put out a trap and like try and kill them or like let them feed on the fruit. But either way, uh, I'm going to be distracted this whole entire night unless it stops. So I apologize to everyone involved right now, but I kind of want to get like a little BB gun and like kind of pin them off. (laughs) Anyway, I just had to say that now because I'm going to be distracted if they keep running across my patio. And I just want everyone to know that's watching I'm not being distracted by anything else other than these little mice or rats that are, that's where I live. People, this is where I live. There's mice and rats running across. Parker's got his stairs. You've got a vermin problem. I don't don't know what to do. If it makes you feel better, squirrels basically run my life at this point and ruin all my life. Squirrels are cute. Squirrels are cute. They eat nuts. Everything's fine. Like these are definitely mice Squirrels eat all my plants and shit. Uh, Rats can make you ratatouille. I saw the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good chefs. That was, that was the best thing you could ever say. Speaking of ratatouille, <laughs> you know what goes me. really well with ratatouille? <laughs> Listening to music. <laughs> yes, it does. And tonight we have some special music, right? <laughs> what a transition. We do have some special music tonight. So good. Everybody. Oh. So good. So, uh, so Warren and I and our good buddy Ian Cullen, that's been on the podcast before, and we talk about him a ton, um, started up a new project called Late Night Brunch Club a uh, a few months ago, and uh, we put out our first single uh, for that project on uh, Valentine's Day this year, and uh, it's really fun. And uh, so we're going to play that here in a little bit. But a uh, little uh, backstory about the recording. Um, that tune was, uh, that was the one that me and, me and Ian did first, right? Yeah. We got together. Yeah. We, we were hanging out. And uh, we got pretty rip-roaring drunk over at the Wayfair. And then came back to my place <laughs> and uh, decided to just go live on Facebook uh, for my Patreon patrons, and just write a song in one hour. Um, and so we just started from scratch and came up with the progression, and Ian was furiously writing lyrics down. And uh, and then we gave it to Warren, and Warren laid down bass on it. Uh, and, and, it I, and I happened to buy, I, I bought a bass pedal that I haven't had in forever, and it came the day that you guys sent me the track and it happened to work perfectly in the track and it's a super aggressive kind of bass sound. But um, it's fun for me because I feel like, especially with the Robert John stuff, I don't get to use a lot of like pedals and stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. like to collect we don't pedals. Uh, but this one, was it was fun and it definitely added a tone and a vibe. And then I sent it back to Steve and Steve sent it to... Uh, the back, the girls to sing on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I got, uh, yeah. Juanita, uh, laid down some background vocals on it. And, uh, we got, uh, we got Spencer asking on guitar from, uh, from Sega genocide. And, uh, and then it was your drummer buddy that, that laid down on it. Right. 
Yeah, his name is uh, Jordan Rose, and he plays with uh, Theo Katzman and... Uh, Charlie Puth, where he's done yeah. some recording stuff for him. Yeah. And, it, um, was, and it, was, it was fun, man. Like, it was a really quick turnaround, too, because we wrote it. It literally came together in a, just under a week. The entire, like, the song came together in an hour, and then even outsourcing... You know, material to the East Coast and outsourcing material uh, uh, to Juanita out in uh, Australia. Uh, we got everything back and put together and met our deadline <laughs> of less than a, less than a week after uh, after we wrote it. And uh, yeah, I'm really proud of it. And we've got uh, we've got some more uh, tunes cooking uh, that we'll be releasing here shortly. Um, and uh, but. Yeah, so this is uh, for the uh, Rec podcast debut. Uh, this is Make Me Feel by Late Night Brunch Club. Enjoy.
just been broken in two So I'll pack up my bags and have my plans to leave you Cause if you don't feel like then I know I don't need it So I spend this valentine wondering Just released that one. We released that one on Valentine's Day, a couple, oh, okay. couple months ago. There's yeah. one more song with this band, right? Am I not? Am I crazy? Yeah, we have. Like, yeah, my my laptop got stolen, and all my sessions were on the laptop. So mm. uh, we had to remake it, and and I had to move to and from. So we had a couple things that were delayed, and then <laughs> we had to redo the sessions and redo all that sort of shit. But <laughs> there are more there is more stuff coming it just uh getting your shit stolen definitely taught me the lesson to back up more frequently and just back up in general because we had we had stuff almost like perfectly ready to go and uh yeah my laptop got stolen so i lost all of that stuff and i didn't back it up properly um and there's definitely something to be said about making something in the moment that makes the decisions that you make, make something feel a certain way as to have to go back and recreate something like even something as small as like compressing the drums or like running it through like a, like a drum amp to like saturate it. Uh, I knew what I kind of did with some of that stuff, but having to go back and recreate it, didn't bring back the same thing that it did the first time. And then in the end, it's like, who the fuck cares? Just remix the song and get on with it. So yeah, it hit a little road bumps, but they're all lessons learned. And I'm excited to release more music with that project for sure. Cause we have a lot of really, really cool stuff. <laughs> and Warren's, Warren's been coming up with some of like the sexiest progressions. And starting with that um, has been a, a really fun way to, to write that I haven't really done before uh, too often. Uh, Warren, Warren will, uh, will put together um, just kind of a, a demo of, of an instrumental and then I'll come in and like cut keys over like the, the MIDI stuff that he programs 
and uh, everything's really like built on on groove and all that and and then uh, Ian comes in and adds in lyrics and we kind of tag team everything together but it it gets put together like really quickly and it's just like hey does this work do you like this cool let's move on to the next thing and it's got this vibe that it's just really fun and I'm I'm pumped to see what what else we come up with for this. Well, I know that um, there's another song you guys have on the horizon that is uh, pretty awesome. So there's going to be more music from Late Night Brunch Club coming out, um, unless I heard something that wasn't coming out. But um, I know that you guys have some really cool stuff going on. So put Late Night Brunch Club on your list of uh, Spotify. Yeah. Thanks. And there's you follow us on Instagram too. <laughs> yeah, uh, you follow us on Instagram at Late Night Brunch Club, and we've got some uh, some T-shirt ideas and some merch stuff that's on the horizon. Um, I think we've all just been kind of working on on the new record for our band for the last month, and with moving and all the other stuff. There's only so many hours in the day, but um, it's really fun, um, and you can check out. Uh, the project on Spotify here in the descriptions below, and I'll post that in the comments as well. And, you know, speaking of local music and things that are associated with local musicians, I don't think there's anything that's more of a staple for local musicians than Cream Tangerine and our guest, Parker Macy, because hey, 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 hey. he supports local music musicians by selling and shipping records. And um, he is a staple for anybody in this community that is a band on top of yes, being sir. a great human. So we are happy to That's have you, you again. Thanks, man. Yes. This is actually my third because the first time was a mistake. I was, uh, oh, yeah. I, was at, I was at Wayfair one time, and you guys went live on my phone, and I knew that it was a 50-yard walk, so I just went and crashed it. But yeah. <laughs> that's, when, that's uh, pre-COVID pre, uh, days when you guys did this in, in a room together. I miss those yep. days. That was a fun time. Yes, sir. And so, Parker, I have a question for you. Lay it on me, and, buddy. Um, so you're, you're a local record store owner. Correct. Um, and we've all been through this COVID thing for the past year plus. Um, we've all been there. Everyone's been affected by it. Yes, sir. What's the What's been the biggest issue that you've had be, besides being open? Because um, we all know like things couldn't open. What's been the biggest um, you know the the biggest obstacle that you've had to come over during this past year and a half? Um, besides just not being open, like what, what has happened and, and how are you doing now? Well, um, I gotta be honest. Um, technically not being open for that few months was the, was the main hurdle, um, for my industry specifically. Um, we have actually done much, uh, much better, uh, than, than we did before. And I think a lot of that has to do with people being at home. And um, being more in tune with uh, what local record shops, not just myself, but um, my brothers in arms in the area and across the world are, are posting uh, on their Instagrams and everything like that to, to buy. And uh, I got to be honest with you, it's, it's not been much of a struggle for, for myself personally as a business. The, the initial few months sucked, um, you know, but other than that, 
count my blessings very grateful and uh, most specifically grateful to uh the kindness and um support of our customers and uh, community which which I'm, I'm grateful for and, and for, for those months that you had to close down did you do anything to you know like to to mend that gap did you yeah. do anything differently well and, and you, and you- Actually, very integral in that uh, learning how to use uh, the print-on-demand shirt stuff through your guys's merchandise and everything. We were able to get a lot of support and do uh, more designs. Um, just start cranking out a bunch of, uh, of of shirts and stuff like that, um, uh, and just going down to the shop when nobody was driving anywhere and going through a ghost town and getting down to the store and. Um, you know, nobody being around and just posting records that were at the store on Instagram. People, you know, is just adapting to a different way to try to put merchandise in front of people and to keep, you know, uh, communication open with uh, the people that have been supporting us for for sure. so many years. And uh, and and how long has your shop been open now? Uh, a little, uh, ten years as of March second. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you, you, did, you did a little. You did a little party for your ten year, right? <laughs> no, no, I did not. No events, no parties. <laughs> I really wanted to. But is, that, is that coming up? Are you, are you still going to do a ten year event, or are you going to wait just for a? We, we gotta, we gotta throw a big party at some point. You know, we're named after um, a, a song on the White Album, so we were actually really excited to do a ninth year anniversary party last year, and. And uh, we had we had paid uh, one of my favorite designers to make like a little video that had our logo and went number nine, number nine, and and uh, that didn't happen. So I think we'll have like a nine, ten, eleven party, you know, <laughs> just a big hoopla at some point in time. Um, but in the meantime, um, you know, we we do feel like there's certainly uh, you know a reason to celebrate, but most of it is just uh, gratitude. Hell yeah, man! It's a good yeah. place to be. Yes, sir. And are you, are you guys still selling the 10 year anniversary shirts on your website? Cause I got one. Yeah. The design is awesome. <clears throat> I'm glad you like it, man. Thank you. Yeah. They're still on the site and that's the only shirt we're selling in the shop right now, but we have a bunch of other designs on the, on the website. Shout out to the, the artist Amos Basio that does all of our stuff. He's awesome. Killer. Killer. Great dude. And, uh, you know, you, you've been on the podcast now, maybe, three times or so. So we probably said this before, but to remind everyone the first time that Robert John, the Rick was on any sort of wax mm-hmm. or vinyl yes, was because of Parker Macy. We put out a seven inch record with, uh, with, with cream tangerine with Parker Macy. And that was the first time that we were ever on any form of uh, wax or vinyl. And so we, uh, we owe a lot of gratitude to Parker for, getting us on there and then uh for the future you know now now we have a couple titles on i mean we have multiple titles i think most uh, of your titles yeah yeah and uh so but but parker was the reason we got on in the first place so yeah if you're 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 still available at robertjohnandtherec.com or creamtangerinerecords.com yeah there you go (laughs) there's someone walking down my street that's being very loud right now they probably saw a rat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they're like man i don't know if we should get some traps or just let them get to the tree and the food. Well, you know, it's, part, it's part of the fun of the podcast you know like, this is the first night that there's been rats on my patio you got you, know? you got to do like, like some sort to know of me uh, they get to know where i live i live in the in filth you know, just just narrate it for us man 
Maybe they're trying to do a podcast too. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. They're down there trying to have their own podcast. They're like, man, are you tired of the rat race? (laughs) Michael, uh, Henry is off working on music right now for um, his trio gig that's coming up. So he took the night off. But in turn, we have Parker Macy here, which is basically just the same beautiful person. So yeah. we're very I'm excited not, about it. I'm not as good at the guitar though, but I'm going to keep practicing. Maybe one day. There you go. Hey, I got a question for you, and I think it's something fun to maybe talk about um, that I've asked you about a couple times. Is um, being a record store owner. Uh, I love hearing about the things that sold the best because it's usually something that you may have predicted and then a bunch of things that you had no idea. So are you able to let us into like, what were some of the best selling records of 2020? Sure. Um, well, uh, as always, but especially, uh, post cranberry juice Fleetwood Mac rumors was a hot seller. Um, but it was out of print for the last two or three months. So now, been buying it like crazy again but uh certainly that's always been something you would expect um right now i'm selling like hotcakes a another local um uh release which is a compilation by uh a guy uh named tony who i adore which is he goes by professor professor pickles and his sweet peas three and he's made a really great uh, compilation of uh, soul and R&B tunes called For What's Her Face Volume 1. And I kid you not, I've probably <laughs> sold 50 copies at the shop for him. Wow. Uh, and it's it's great. It's not his original music. He's just kind of um, uh, curating a really great uh, series and compilation. And I can't, I like it so much, I just keep playing it in the shop and pe- people buy it straight like all day long. I love it. Nice. I bought myself two copies. I've given it to somebody as a gift. Um, it's, it's a great, I would re- really, really, really recommend that, especially talking about local stuff that we can support. Um, other than that, you know, um, we have been, I didn't know I'm, I'm a little ignorant with newer music, but we've been selling stuff like Frank ocean, uh, and, uh, and Kanye West unofficial copies of stuff like absolutely crazy. I didn't know that there was such a high demand for that stuff. So that was, uh, a, a big one in 2020. Um, other than that, it, it, most of the other stuff is exactly what you would expect. You know, um, you know, I sell tons of copies of nevermind by Nirvana sell tons of copies of, uh, you know, Sergeant Pepper and Thriller and the things you would uh, expect. But as far as the, the curveball one, I would, I would like to steer people towards Professor Pickles and his Sweet Peas 3 music for What's-Her-Face Volume 1. It's great. It's great. Are those all local soul artists? No. No, not at all. There's stuff like the Flamingos and Brenton Wood on it. Um, there's an amazing amount of stuff that you uh, already love already on there, but it was curated in just such a perfect way. The track Mm -hmm. listing was put together with so much intent. And um, the guy who makes it um, is the owner of by dead face, which makes books and all kind of printed uh, objects. So the actual, uh, gatefold record is gorgeous with in, inverted tip on printing and you know pasted on thing any gimmick you could expect 
um, multiple colors on the vinyl and everything and a beautiful insert. He just put it, everything together in such a great package um, that uh, I think it's going to be a series that's going to continue. He's got a, a, another volume called Mostly Black Music that's going to be coming out soon. And uh, he just does a great job with all that, with all that stuff. Nice. Sounds cool. Think of, think of it as a guy who, who, who made a, a mixtape better than anybody yeah. ever yeah. did, you know, just really well. In my mind, I was like, oh, it's like a DJ. Yeah, he's like, you know, it's, it's the radio, but uh, in vinyl form. Right, uh, right. What's the most embarrassing record you've ever sold to someone? Now, there's two versions oh. of this question. One yeah. is embarrassing where you felt embarrassed that you sold this to someone. And oh, one man. is embarrassing that you felt embarrassed that this person asked for this music in the first place. Never the second one. Uh, oh, okay. If somebody asked so, for something, that's fine. I collect some of the stupidest stuff you could ever imagine. And I've also been the dorky little preacher's kid that walked into a record store and felt intimidated by and paralyzed by judgment of, of I love somebody it. No, else. So no judgment. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, what's embarrassing? Um, I think all the things that are embarrassing would be, I mean, I already mentioned Frank Ocean, you know, or, or, or stuff like that. I mean, I don't, I don't, not to judge anybody's vibe, but I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know? And so it's weird to me that when, uh, you know, when I have the opportunity to buy Frank ocean records, I like, I'll take 30, you know, but they might do a deluxe version of a Beatles record, you know, and I don't order the five disc version of it at all. So that's, that's the embarrassing part of it is that the stuff that I want to put on the pedestal, it's not always my choice because demand kind of, kind of necessitates what that's going to, what that's going to be. But something that, that is your choice, uh, which I just found out about, you're doing the uh, Club 33 and a third at Cream Tangerine now too, right? Yeah. Which is, yeah. Uh, if, if I'm correct, it's a, it's a monthly subscription of, uh, for yeah. a curated box of, uh, mm-hmm. CD, uh, of CDs, of vinyl, that, um, that you handpick and mail out monthly. Or, yes, but it's not all my pick. Gotcha. You know, okay. if you if you want to send me a wish list and say, you know, uh, I've been looking for these records, I'm going to find them for you. And I like that's part part of the job I really, really, really enjoy is hunting records down because, you know, at this point in collecting, I do still have white whales and I still do have holy grails. But um, to be uh, on the lookout for items that'll that'll bring me that much uh, joy when so many records have have passed through my fingers, I get a big buzz for finding those things for other people too. So um, I, I really enjoy finding what you want. Um, I get to kind of collect vicariously through you when I do that because you know a record that I might have bought and sold and had in my hands 150 times that somebody has been looking for means way more to them and so the next time i find it it's really cool to be able to pass that on to them but yeah it's a it's a kind of a rotating scale you tell me if you want to give me 30 bucks a month or 90 bucks a month or what do you want to give me well i'll we'll figure it out the, uh, <laughs> what do you want to do i just signed up for the 30 bucks you want kid <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm I'm pumped, man. Uh, I I just signed up for it actually uh, while we were just in the last like five minutes. Sweet, uh, so all I'm right, pumped, man. Just send send me whatever you think I'd like. Okay, be dope. Also, you uh, got it. Why, 
White Whales and Holy Grails is an awesome yes. album cover. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I know. I'm we glad everyone else is smiling at that going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally thought that too. But uh, huh. save that one, or we might okay. steal it. <laughs> nice. And speaking of White Whales and Holy Grails, what are some of those? What What are some of the things that you haven't collected yet that you are still looking for or some of the rarities? Because obviously they're like any other sort of collectible. There are White Whales and Holy Grails. Well, right now, um, I'm a huge Black Sabbath fan. Huge, huge, huge Black Sabbath fan. I'm a little obsessed. Um, and um, I'm looking currently for the Tony Martin era stuff. I want first pressings of all of that stuff, which good news is they didn't make it twice. So most of it, there's only first pressings available. And so I don't have, I have one of those records. Um, so I have all the stuff Ozzy did. I got first pressings of all that stuff. I got first pressings of all of the Dio stuff. I've got all the super deluxe box sets and stuff they've been putting out. I've got black Sabbath's material with those two singers, but I don't have all of the Ian Gillen stuff. I don't have all of the Tony Martin stuff. And that's what I'm focused on right now. Not focused enough to buy it online. I want to find it in the wild. I want to support some local record stores with it or local record dealers. But, uh, um, I'm, I'm heavily focused on those. And the other record store owners in Orange County know that. And I know that if they get them, they know I'll be their Huckleberry on that stuff. So I'm excited for that whenever that happens. Oh, and there's a 78 by Honey Boy Edwards when he used to go by the name Mr. Honey. And that's the only thing from him that I don't own. And I've had that as the number one thing on my list for about 10 years now. And I recently talked to somebody who is quite the aficionado uh, in that area. And he informed me that there are three known copies of that record and that he owned one of them and it's wow. not for sale. So I'll, if you, somebody else has a 78 by an artist called Mr. Honey, hit me up. I'll, I'll be a hook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw something cool on your Instagram the other day. You had, they were like the baby records. They weren't like 33s. They were, uh, uh, something else. You said they went into cars. Can you tell us more about like what that was? They were, they weren't for cars. They're flexi discs, but they were made by the Ford Motor Company and they're called hip pockets, hip hip pocket records. And they're three and seven eighths inches. They're very tiny. They're flexible. And they came in these really cool rectangular, um, uh, packages and, they sound horrible. Um, they're very <laughs> easy to mess up. Is that what they did to get them that small? Um, well, they just made them really small. But they're also so small that they're about the size of a record label in the middle of your record. Oh, wow. So most records won't even play them because when you move the <laughs> arm that far, it just wants to go back. Um, so you had to have kind of a specific <laughs> type of record player as well to play them. So uh, Ford Motor Company was pretty short-sighted on that. They didn't sell too well. Um, uh, and uh, they only put out, I think, like 65 or 70 releases uh, on, on that format. And uh, it's just a 45 RPM spin, but it's a stupid idea. Um, <laughs> and uh, they didn't sell well. But because they didn't sell well, they're hard to find. And if you want yeah. uh, if you want everything the Doors ever did, then you want the hip pocket with break on through and light my fire <laughs> on it. And they're, you know, it has a different photograph than any other record. So it's kind of an interesting little uh, pocket oh. for collectors. It's yeah. For completist collectors that, you know. Um, 
What was I going to say? How many minutes did it hold per side on those things? Did they actually like get a full song? It's got to be three minutes. Yeah, they, they have a whole song on them. I've only listened to one. It sounded horrible. That's so funny. You know what's funny is that like they they remember when they tried to do that with uh, like mini CD ROMs and mini DVDs and stuff too. GameCube. Yeah, I've got one sitting right over there. Yeah. Like, oh man, <laughs> it's like, well, it didn't work for that. Like, the fuck do you think it's going to work this time? You know. <clears throat> I remember trying to put one of those into like my gateway computer back in the day, and there was nothing to hold it in place. <laughs> and it was just like, gateway. all right, well, now I don't have a CD drive anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah, you used to have CD players too that like slot loaded. So uh, yeah. before they only worked in like trays. The tray would like pop out, and you put the little CD in it, and then you could put or it. You back could snap in. them into the disc, man, because it had the little yeah, it had the little, little center. Guy yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But the problem was that if you only had the thing that like you had to slide it in, and it had right. nothing else, then you could never even use those little guys. <laughs> you try to put them in, they just like spit them right back out at you. Or just get or worse, stuck. like just get stuck in there. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, those were fun. If anybody out there collects hip pocket records from Philco Ford Motor Company, hit me up. I got most of them. <laughs> Give me a deal. Was that a find from like one collector? By the way, Did you yeah, just like- yeah, 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 yeah. One guy had most of them, and most of them are sealed, which is cool. But uh, yeah, really weird, really weird. No, they were cool. Like, if nothing else, they're just cool. Steve just bought a couple of them with his monthly membership. I'm going to pawn these off on him so quick. (laughs) He's like, Steve just bought 10 of them. He didn't know yet. (laughs) I mean, if Frank Ocean made one, they'd probably sell really well, too. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, sure. But what do I play it on? Well, I've got this custom player for you. So I think we talked about this last time a little bit, and... If you want to go back to the Parker Macy podcast, I think we talked about porn for the deaf on last podcast. You guys have told us about that before. Porn for the blind. Just as a little like uh, refresher, they used to make in what era was it? Like the fifties or the sixties? Or porn for the blind, right? Porn for the blind. I'm sorry, not porn for the deaf. That is, yeah, that's just porn. That just wouldn't make sense. Um, (laughs) Work as well as those little floppy vinyls. There there are some weird records out there that are just a narration of an erotic story or sound effects or stuff like that. Yeah, I don't find it often, um, but it's out there. It's weird. And so my other question is... 15 seconds of it without laughing and (laughs) wondering how that works for somebody. But, you know, I get it, I guess. Uh, so we've talked about weird genres that people don't really know about. We were kind of talking about that before too. So is there another kind of like weird genre? Of Pirate stuff? shanties. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were talking about at the beginning or the beginning of the podcast. Which is Pirate shanties because that yeah. has to be like its own genre. There has to be yeah. people who are like just into that. Sorry, good. <laughs> <coughs> Pardon me. So you're asking like what specific thing like. What's some genre that we've never heard of that like exists? Ugh. You know what I mean? You know, most of the time that I hear of these genres, it's from somebody that comes in and makes me feel really old. And I like, now, do you have any uh, insert thing here? And I'll just have to go, I don't know. Cause I'm old, old, but, um, uh, the ones that, you know, I think every collector has like a certain specific pigeonhole really like to collect. Like I, I, I 
heavily collect um, like female vocal jazz from like 1954 to 1959 with a sultry cover, you know, like very, you know, not as little as you'd think, but it's a pretty narrow path, you know? And I know, um, you know, a lot of people have that. One of my dear friends who owns uh, a great store here in Costa Mesa factory records, um, Dave, he collects um, albums in mint condition that have the twin towers on the cover hmm. pre nine 11, you know, just that specific. That's a very specific little mm-hmm. thing. And he's not the only one. So there are very rare albums that would have the world trade center in the background that are worth a ton of money because of that artwork, you know? Um, so there, there's little, every, I think collectors, the more you collect, the more you kind of pigeonhole exactly what you're looking for. And if you find out about a new version of whatever that is, that's pretty fun. But I couldn't tell you that it's, you know, death polka or anything that's, you know, the, a, yeah. new, a new subgenre. <laughs> Is there anything back in the day that might fall into that category that we forgot about? Um, trucker songs. Okay, or I song, love it. That's exactly C- what I was looking songs for. Songs about Jesus CB Christ. radio kind of stuff, mm. you know, like CB radio songs. That's a big, that's a big thing that i find stuff for all the time like convoy um, do you remember that song convoy the 80s song that was like the pinnacle of the popularity of that right sure sure do you guys know what i'm talking about yep okay, everyone's like shaking their head now you don't know convoy <laughs> I, I got you back i got you back okay thank you parker <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i don't you don't know convoy come on ride the convoy anyways but there was a whole genre of just trucker songs yeah absolutely absolutely um trains is a big one too you think about people who collect train (laughs) stuff so there's a whole bunch of records out there that are train noises so in your room where you have your train set up you would be playing train noises and background you know so that's that's a big thing um and some of those are very cool um to certain people it's not something i want to relax to at home necessarily but i might try it out you know um see um, I, I, I collect a specific thing, uh, which is, uh, well, actually a, a lot of people collect anything horror and occult la- uh, related. I, I collect, um, you know, stuff like, um, like haunted house sounds and stuff, which, you know, there's a lot of common ones, but there's a lot of really weird ones too. I just got a, a record this week, which I've been looking for for a while, um, which is, um, a old pastor named Lester Sumrall. And um, he has a record called And the Demon Answered Back, which is his recording of an exorcism in like 1958. Wow. That's kind of hard to find. And, you know, some people who collect that occult kind of stuff are really looking for weird stuff like that. Um, But there are a million little things like that from trading songs to an an exorcism. Eh, You know, think about how you would have uh, any kind of documentation of something um, you know, at the time it would be on yeah. a record. So, well, like, uh, I, I remember I, I brought you a, a whole bunch of records that, uh, from my, my grandma's house, uh, after mm-hmm. she passed and, and, uh, there was one that was, it was like an instruction manual for a typewriter, Yes, but it was on vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> lots of those. Yeah. There's lots of stuff like that. Yeah. It was crazy, but it makes total sense. Like that's, you know, that sure. was the, you know, I don't know. Check, look it up. Have you tried looking it up on YouTube? You know of that day. It's <laughs> yeah, like, hey, yeah. go to the record store, see if they have the you know the manual, and you can have somebody instruct you while you're back there, you know, fixing shit. 
right? That's so funny. Yeah, I, I just don't know about any of that stuff. So just to hear about like these weird genres that used to exist that don't exist anymore is super I wish I was in front of it right now, but at my shop I have a whole row that's just labeled odd and obscure. And it'll be anything from a typewriter manual to like time management tips or, you know, how to sell life insurance or, you know, lots of weird <laughs> stuff like that. There's a, there's several different, um, you know, giving the talk to birds and bees records. Which, oh, interesting. Okay. Um, you know, there's really weird stuff like that out in the world. I have a record of like a bunch of like famous like speeches from back in the day. I think it was like mm-hmm. JFK and stuff like that. Are those like popular? Like, they were very popular when they came out, especially JFK stuff. Because after he passed away, that was a very big, um, you know, souvenir or or thing that you would want to. You didn't look up his speeches on YouTube when you were getting sentimental. You'd put on a record and hear him, you know, hear his speeches there. And then the other one I was thinking of, and I know I've talked to you about it before, is I know Charles Manson had made a record. And um, is that something that is hard to find? No, a lot of people have re-released it. Um, I think the original stuff, I believe, was single. I believe that the full-length records. I don't know of anything that came out as a full-length LP while he was uh, not a celebrity for being horrific. So, um, you know, uh, I believe there might be some forty-fives, but I could be wrong even on that. But uh, they they've been released, uh, you know, as as recently as last year, and people put out a, a lot of that kind of stuff. It's interesting. Very. I heard that was like a big influence on um, on Take Me Higher. (laughs) Charles Manson. (laughs) Charles Manson. Yeah. Yeah. And JFK. We were going for JFK speeches plus Charles (laughs) Manson. (laughs) And and a typewriter uh, instructor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I got a. uh, I'm not saying to call anyone out, but what are annoying things that people do at record stores? Oh, um, I kid you not. I'm asked once a month if there's records inside or if they're just jackets. That's weird. Um, yep. Wait, records what? In there. Constantly. I don't know. Do I, people, people have record stores of just jackets? or I, I don't know. I don't know. I am next door to an Urban Outfitters, and yeah. I know that they sell record frames in there, and I think maybe people just go... Is this for this? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that's asked constantly. Well, and, Never and thought that'd be a question I'd and get. And the big thing recently has been, like, especially like, I, I, buy, I go through a lot of hard drives and stuff, and, and I was uh, picking up a hard drive recently. And uh, no, I just I work a lot on stuff that takes up data. Kidding. But um, they don't have the hard drives actually like in the boxes anymore, like Staples or Best Buy. Oh, interesting. So okay. You have this box that's just the display thing. It's kind of like sure. how like Blockbuster used to be back in the day where they just have the thing, but then all of the VHSs would be like in the back. And so they're like, oh, yeah, you got this one. Like, let's go see if we have it. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I don't know. So, yeah. And that is a thing sometimes at record stores, but yeah. not for all records, just for this is worth a hundred dollars and we're putting it here and saying, yeah. you know, ask us if you want to see the disc. That is a thing. Yeah. yeah. These are mo- mostly confused, uh, tweens. Um, so I don't think that that's their intent. I, I probably didn't know blockbuster, but, um, that's, that's a weird one. Um, what else, what else is annoying or strange of, of things? Um, 
you know, when when people don't dig the pirate shanties I'm playing, uh, <laughs> what else? Um, Which, how can it, they not, first of all? They're pirate yeah. shanties. How can you have a bad pirate shanty? Yeah. Grow up. Get over it. Um, the most annoying thing, I think, for us is <laughs> when, um, and I never mind, you know, briefly when it happens, um, but um, we, we deal with a lot of people wanting to do photo shoots at the shop, but nobody asks and they just come in and there's a lighting guy with their thing and they're over here doing this and all that stuff. And meanwhile, my, my other customers are, you know, not able to do anything. Um, that happens constantly. What else? Um, they're doing think- a photo shoot at your store without asking you? Yeah, like with, con- with lights, not just like someone taking a picture for Instagram. <laughs> the light but like, happen, yeah, the lighting might happen twice a week, but I guarantee no, you, twice a week. Yeah, but other than that, I probably get. But we are we are for anybody that's not the five of us talking. We are in an outside or at an outdoor shopping mall next door to a, like a Buffalo Exchange and a coffee shop and an Urban Outfitters, and there's a bunch of people walking no, around. Understood. Photoshops don't sound crazy there, right? Like that's not the right. weird yeah. part. The weird part is bringing lighting to that, which means you're not just right. taking right. an Instagram selfie, right? Like yeah. it's it's which you, is to be expected at something like that. I sure. feel like people are just taking selfies there all day, right? That's, sure. that's not what we're well, talking and, about, and, that, and right? The lab's got a lot of like very you know popular places to to go and and shoot. Like I feel like half the time I'm you know swiping on Tinder and Bumble and stuff. Like I'm like, oh, that's at the lab. Oh, that's at the lab. Oh, that's at the lab. Like. <laughs> Like, do you guys all go on the same day or like, what the fuck? You know, like- <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's funny that uh, you're saying the lighting, because this is mm-hmm. like a whole different level of commitment. That's what I'm talking about. Like they right. want to walk so, into right. the store and be like, oh, hey, can we plug this into your outlet? It's like, yeah. no. Like- they unplug the record flight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid you not. One, one time I went in to open the store, which opens at noon, because, you know, um, life is good so we open at noon um so i but i got there and there was a dj set up in front of me like not to play but getting ready for me to open so that he film a video and i went like oh well sorry but can you move because this is where my inventory goes like right where you are you know but he was just waiting for me to open to do that that kind of stuff happens a lot there it's weird it's a weird thing Apparently, you're going to be in a lot of music videos and Instagram posts. Well, no, I think I let him like film for five minutes because I felt bad he'd put in a lot of effort. But you know, we just kicked most of them out. We'd say thank you in a nice way. Take a couple <laughs> pictures. That's fine. But your lighting guy yeah. has got to go. I'm just going to play all the pirate shanties and, and occult music sure. just in the background. Yeah. How am I supposed to sell pirate shanties <laughs> when you guys have your lighting guy? You're sitting here, here playing Frank Ocean all day, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. That is super weird. But most yeah, of the I things can't... that happen, ninety-nine percent of the people are very courteous and kind and cool, and we appreciate all of them. Yes, yeah, yeah. that goes without saying. We were just talking sure. about like yeah. the one, the zero point one percent of sure. uh, <laughs> random stuff that happens, even though you're saying it happens twice per week. Times, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's everyone's normal, but. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. I I can't imagine just not saying anything. Not the fact that it happens, let's say, right? No. No, 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 no. The fact yeah. that you go, hey, can we just shoot here really quick? Like, we're going to have some lights and we'll be out yeah. in like 15 minutes tops. And Sometimes go, it happens really weird, too. Like, every now and then I'm like, oh, they're dressed really nice. 
Oh, there's a bunch of people in suits. Oh, it's a prom photo. Hang on. Okay, you got 12 kids now. Okay, shoot. <laughs> and oh, that's so funny. The photographer around. It's a weird place. My The shopping center I'm at is a weird place. It's very strange. There's no parking, but it's all taken up by people who are there to take a selfie. Yeah. I do have to say, though, the, the experience of going to Cream Tangerine is fantastic. Like, I appreciate it. So, so it, is, it is an outdoor for all of you that have not been there, out there listening. Um, it is in an outdoor uh, uh, dubbed anti-mall. Um, so yeah. it's a lot of, of local uh, you know, businesses and stuff. And Parker's set up over there in a like, full-size Airstream trailer with mm-hmm. inventory outside of the airstream and then also inside so you walk in and you're just in this like treasure trove of like records and cassettes and everything's really well organized and there's music playing like it's a whole vibe and it's really really fun to just go and and peruse and see what what's there and and parker is always super knowledgeable and and uh about you know hey i like this like what do you have along the lines of this or you know but it's it's this whole experience, man, and I I really dig what what you're doing with the shop. Thanks, and, man. And I appreciate that because it's not your first uh, first airstream either. Like you upgraded, well, five years ago. We upgraded. Oh, actually, it's been longer. I've been there for ten years, but we got our second trailer uh, after we were there for a year and a half. So I've been in this one for eight and a half years. Yeah. Um, we started in a twelve foot trailer. Now we're in a twenty two and a half foot trailer, and it's um. It's it's good, you know. Before we could only carry you know fifteen hundred records, and now I can carry six or seven thousand, which is great. That's so amazing, dude. Yeah, big, big upgrade, but it was a while back, and we're gonna try to. I don't know what we we do now, but I don't know. We couldn't get like a double decker bus or something, but we got to figure out a way to cram more <laughs> shit in there one day. Just get a uh, get 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 a couple train cars, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Hey, and you know what I know from moving. The records are heavy as shit. <laughs> Let me tell you, they are very heavy. They're so you know, heavy. I love uh, more than my favorite part of my job is buying people's record collections, and I love going to their home or going to wherever and looking through everything. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, and if they have a big collection, I'm very excited about it. And I'm looking through everything and evaluating the price on everything. Um, Steve, you remember that guy? I bought his collection. Um, it was on your street, uh, like yeah. uh, in February of last year. Yeah. And he had like 2,000 records, and it was one of the best collections I've ever bought. And I had so much fun looking through it and evaluating everything. And then I went, cool. And we hit, did the handshake on the value. And then I went, <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. <Carrie. laughs> I'll be back in 30 minutes with a lot of boxes. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, then I, I had to not price anything for two days cause I was sore from lifting records. It's a horrible, uh, horrible. I want, why didn't I do baseball cards? I don't know. <laughs> do you have a number of records that you limit? You go, I'm only going to put X amount in a box because above that it's just madness. You know what? You're getting some real insider information here. But yes, I have 65 record boxes. I have 100 record boxes, and those are the two main boxes I use. Nice. 65. Sounds like a good number. 65 is good. And then you can carry two of those boxes on top of each other, and it's not too much. 
but one of the 100s. You don't want to do two of those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have, Next time I have, you move, don't move for a long time. <clears throat> but I've got perfect boxes for your records. Ah, cool. Those ones I had fell apart. I bet. <laughs> Sucked. I have an over-under here on how much double-decker buses might cost Ooh. to put in to the lab. Are they on Alibaba? They're not. They're, and it, I specifically <laughs> okay. put in double-decker buses available in the United States. Okay. So oh. These are United States, okay. not built to order, but <laughs> right. used. And one of them was from a zoo. So two of them are British ones, and I'll give the, the median price there. And then one of them is cheaper, and it's like a weird um, zoo. It's all painted in zoo stuff, and on the inside, it's like a McDonald's play place, where it has like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the netting right. and like the stuff for kids not, to play. It's perfect for Parker. Zoo on the outside, McDonald's on the inside. Yeah, so yeah, what's yeah, up, Parker? I'm painting it. Parker, when, when are you putting in a ball pit, dude? You gotta, you gotta have the There's ball gas pit. On dude, the, Green Train's been missing a ball pit. How much is a double deck bus? That's a good question. Okay. What was 1992? Uh, and I think these might be out of commission too, so you might have to get them towed. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, or maybe not. One of them is 1992. <laughs> one of them is 1966. Leland okay, the 1966 one, I'm going to say, is going to be more. And I'm going to say that one, I'm going to say 40,000. Guesses around the room. Parker's in forty thousand. I said thirty-two thousand. Okay, this is a double-decker well, bus we're talking about here. I'll go yeah. fifty-two. Steve? You said it's out of commission, though. Uh, this I don't is, know. This Let is me double check. Shipping, right? I mean, I don't need it to run. I just need to park it somewhere. Yeah, and this is before <laughs> shipping. This is just like also, I can't afford it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll crowdfund it for you or something. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I guess sounds great. Can I use the money for health insurance? I'd say like twenty-seven, twenty-seven thousand. Okay. If it's does if it help if it's a manual transmission? Can you price it, it better now? <laughs> if it's if it's manual, that, that three, normally three, means two, it's less. Right? The nineteen sixty-six is sixty thousand dollars. Okay. What about the ninety-two? What about the ninety-two? Next guess. 90, Next guess. 90, How much is the ninety-two? Got to be late. Thirty-two. I'm still with thirty-two. I'm gonna say forty again. I'm going to go 33, just to fuck Robert. Now, would it help if I told you that it had a Cummins L10 six-cylinder inline Not diesel even engine? Bit. Not even a little bit. I mean, you're going to get it. 52, then. 52, for sure. <laughs> All right, I mean, Steve, what's your guess? Uh, I'm still going to go around. I'm still going to go around 40 before shipping. What do you say? 40. 40 k What? Uh... 45. Ah, okay. Nice. Dang. Parker and Steve tie. I mean, it might be cool yeah. to have a double decker bus, you know, that like rolls. Right, you could be roll. like the ice cream truck, but for vinyl records, you know, yeah. You drive yeah. around and like, That's Hey, it's cool. like, Hey, it's the yeah. record guy coming down the street. It's like, I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve, you can't post this link yet, but for people, at home, Steve's going to post the link after this of busesforsale.com, <laughs> which is a very great resource for bus sales, it seems. Yeah, if you're, if you're in the market for a new set of wheels, um, yeah, it'll, it'll, so, be, it'll lastly, be in the description below. You'll get to see this, the Peace de Resistance, the 1980 Leyland Olympian, which is the same model, same model, double-decker jungle play bus. 
Uh, this one has uh, 277,000 miles on it. It is a 1980. It holds 87 passengers. Parker, I think we got something right now. What's that? Okay. What is his guess on the 1980s Leland Olympian? Ooh, is that the zoo one? And this one does run. Yeah, this is the zoo one. It's like a zoo. Hmm. I'm going to... I'm going to... Ooh, what? Yeah. 1980. Wait, let me tell you guys one more piece of information. Okay. Uh-oh. It's an automatic. Oh, well, uh, that was a given. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, 17. 17 for the jungle bus. That's what I think. War? Uh, I'm going 27. 27 for the jungle bus, Robert? Robert, we, Robert, you're muted. I think he's saying something. I like my 32,000. I, I, <laughs> I like that. Take it till you make it. Steve, the jungle bus? Oh, Jungle Bus has got to be at least like 60 an hour. Uh, per hour is not usually how we value cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jungle Bus just sounds exciting. <laughs> sounds like a mobile strip club. It's still it not by the hour. I mean, if you're, if you're renting it out like a party bus. That'd be a very expensive strip club <laughs> per the hour. <laughs> Let me buy one hour of lap dance, please. <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can go to strip club and get an hourly rate. But, so. <laughs> All right. Now the 1980s Leland Jungle Bus. I don't know that. I don't know that for sure. I don't make it make it shut up. Um, is weirdly sixty dollars <clears throat> an hour. Steve got it right on the money. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There we go. I'm just kidding. It was forty thousand dollars for the Jungle Bus. Uh, they're not going to get it. It's yeah. only worth seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Who would buy that? A zoo, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> it's a new But how much for the Venga bus? So I hear that it's coming, and everybody's humming. That is a <laughs> really old Six Flags reference, <laughs> and then really old song reference past that. <clears throat> All right. Well, it seems like we're coming to a close here. Parker Macy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're Thanks always for having great me back. You, we love learning about you. records. It's nice hanging you. out with you guys. Yeah, we'll talk about something Bye, besides Parker. weird, awkward records sometime and have a really great time. I had a great time. I like yeah. talking about weird, awkward records. Cool. Oh, Come on over. Listen to an exorcism. <laughs> I would love that. That sounds great. <laughs> so we'll make oh. cake. Yeah. We'll make cake. <laughs> <laughs> What do we uh, what, what do we have coming up? We're we're playing in the desert this Saturday. <clears throat> we are <laughs> Smoke on the Water Festival in Bullhead City, Arizona, presented by the Mojave Cannabis Company. This is, is that a, like the uh, ghost town thing? Bullhead City, isn't that what that is? Uh, yeah, it's like kind of on that area. It's like right where California and Arizona meet. A little, I think it's a little up from Havasu, but yeah, Bullhead City out by Needles, California. Laughlin, I, th- I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, right in between Havasu and Laughlin. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you feel inclined, come out to that. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we are playing Henry's Trio, King Tree, and the Earth Mothers is also playing. It's a camp uh, sort of event. You can camp out. You can get a hotel if there's anything local. Um, it's at Topak 66. 
uh, it's going to be a really good time. We're looking forward to that. And then uh, if you don't want to go all the way to Arizona, you can go to Hangar 24 on Ooh. April 24th. Yeah, talk. We will be back at Music on the Runway, presented by John Hampton and all the fun <laughs> people at Hampton Productions, which we know very intimately. So, uh, oh boy, do we. Yeah. And also this week at Hangar 24, we'll, we won't be there, but David Rosales and his band of scoundrels will be there. Um, this weekend on Saturday the seventeenth, yep. and I'll be there so running the sound forum. So come, Steve will come be there. say hi. It's gonna yeah. be super fun. And it's gonna be a good time. Uh, to close out uh, tonight, uh, just because we've been talking about pirate shanties um, all night, um, I'm gonna uh, just. <laughs> I did find, and I will post in the description below uh, a link to this playlist. <laughs> Uh, it is uh, simply called Shanties. Uh, All right. It's by, uh, by Dominic Curtin, which I don't know where he's from, but it has 16 likes. It's got 55 songs for a runtime of two hours and 36 minutes. Oh, and uh, we're going to go with number one, which I actually do know this song because I learned it in fifth grade when we did a, uh, an overnight camping trip uh, on a sh- on a actual like old working uh, pirate-style ship in san francisco and it's called drunken sailor uh so we'll use that to close out but in the meantime please click all of the links in the description below uh go hang out uh if you're in town at cream tangerine records go give parker a visit and uh see what all the fuss is about and if you're not here in southern california you can check them out online on instagram at cream tangerine records c-r-e-m-e tangerine records or uh, www.creamtangerinerecords.com. Be good to each other out there, everybody, and get wrecked. We will see you next week. What will we do with an open sailor? What will we do with an open sailor? What will we do with an open sailor? Early in the morning. Way, hey, and up your raises. Way, hey, and up your raises. Way, hey, and up your raises. Early in the morning. Shave his belly with a rusty razor. Stick him in this cover with a hose pipe on him. Stick him in this cover with a hose pipe on him.